In the early stages of this podcast, I came to one of my favorite steps of the process, the podcast name. I couldn't just call it The Bear. That was already taken by both the album and the hit FX show. I wrote a list of potential names and Walt did the same. Many of our options were lyrical snippets plucked from the songs. Bald, Broke, and 39 was one. By then I was bald, broke, and 39. The Palace in the Clay was another. To the Palace in the Clay. Ratty Bandstand. Up there on that ratty bandstand. Spoons beside spoons. My soul I keep like a spoon beside a spoon. But there was one standout name that topped both of our lists. The title of the final track, The Song Is Never Done. Dare I say, it is a perfect title. So perfect that it was almost used for the album itself. You see, The Bear and The Song Is Never Done are two tracks that were kind of dancing around each other during the creation of the record. Originally, The Bear was supposed to be the final track. I mean, it was initially the last song. It was written to be the last song. So it was, so there was a sort of a, I guess, a, a sort of a searching feeling, if you will, throughout, throughout the album. Um, and then I liked the idea of, at the very, very last moment, being saying, uh, and whatever it is. And then suddenly over there, I see the bear. It just felt like a very nice, at least in the way that I, everything makes sense to me. Like it, to me, it felt like a nice little optimistic uh, little detail for the, the last second of the album. And I really liked that. Um, I, then I ended up wanting to start the album with the bear. And then I wrote that the song is never done song. And I was like, Ooh, that's, uh, I should really close with that. When you listen through the album, it's hard to imagine it ending any other way. Across all the interviews I conducted, this final song was mentioned the most, by far. It serves as an explanation of not just the bear, but Walt's music and artistic career as a whole. It's not a point of finality, though. It's not a period at the end of a sentence. It's not the signature a painter leaves on a finished work. This track is just a snapshot of an attempt to make something perfect. From Newton's Dark Room, this is the final episode of The Song Is Never Done. This album has taken us back and forth through time. Some songs are centered in the present, but reflect backwards, like Baseball Diamonds, New Green, and The Bear. Others take a more abstract approach, bringing us fantastical scenes like Hunters in the Snow, Hiram Hollow, or The Crow Symbolizes Love. The song is never done is firmly planted in the present, and not just as a setting for reflection. The song is written about the now. It is an appreciation of where you're at before turning your eyes to the future. And where Walt is at is painting his home. Spent the day painting the ceiling blue. Oh, what a perfect thing I have chosen to do. I used to paint houses when I was younger, so I basically know what to do. We've seen Walt here before, towards the beginning of the album, on the track New Green. Previously, 
Painting his home spurred on a wave of memories, whisking us away to childhood rooms. Here, however, we stay where we're at, with only a passing acknowledgement of how the past has prepared us for this moment. This is a departure from what we've heard earlier on tracks like Easter, where Walt's past in a rock and roll band left him feeling ill-prepared for many of life's challenges. In this song, his past has perfectly set him up for the task. The many winding roads, diversions, hills, and valleys of his life has taught him exactly what he needs. It's a moment of order, foreshadowing fulfilled, a large, hefty sigh. It's no accident that he's painting. In the next stanza, we explore this theme that has been hinted at and touched on throughout the album. And there's a painter talking on the radio About starting out in art school so long ago I used to dream of being a painter Paint all over my hands in some beautiful naturally lit painting studio Walt has always written about art, especially art history. He has a whole album on the subject titled Arts and Leisure. But on The Bear, we don't see a discussion on the culture of art so much as a deep appreciation for the self-expression of art. Art is not just something to be consumed or performed, but something to actively participate in, with or without an audience. For Walt, that's making music. Well, I think, you know, I think the way that I make music, at least, like, to me, it feels more like what a painter does, you know, to me, because like, it's so solitary, you know, I mean, I I do, I did go to LA and record with other people, but, but really the meat of the matter is just me alone in my studio, trying to use what I have and, and to express something, you know, and it feels, and I don't also, I don't really perform very much, uh, you know, though I have performed a little bit recently and it's, there's something about it that feels so quiet and personal and intimate the way that I, at least the way that it feels when I'm writing it, that to me, I, I feel more camaraderie with when I hear people, painters talk about what they do. I'm like, yeah, no, that, that's how I feel when I'm working. While this feeling endears Walt to painters, it's also a point of disconnect between himself and the world of performative music. When I hear musicians a lot of time talking about what they do, I'm like... Man, I don't know. I just don't feel that way. Maybe it's because I just know so many musicians. I mean, I love musicians, and I, but there's something more show-offy about musicians, I find. Uh, maybe just because they're performers. There's, some, there's an element of cool. Maybe it's not show-offy. Maybe it's the cool thing um, that, as I've gotten older, uh, is not something that I would ever want to have in, in any part, in any way in what I do. You know, as a younger person, and also as a music fan, I love cool and I love rock and roll. I mean, I listen to rock and roll all the time and cool is a big part of it, you know? Um, but as far as what I do now, there's just no, I don't, I don't have any interest in that uh, or in putting that in what I do. In that first verse, Walt talks about an old dream he used to have of being a painter in a naturally lit studio. In many ways, he achieved that dream, creating art in his own space, surrounded by nature. 
just the the like the painter there at the at the at the blank canvas. I I do I do feel that a lot, and and I and I did used to paint when I was when I was like in high school and in my twenties. So I, I know that feeling somewhat. I think that's the way he does express himself. I mean, I think that's the way he makes sense of it. In high school, he did a whole thing about about painting. He did he said self portraits, which were very cool. He did this whole series of what we called. <laughs> heads of angry men, but I think you know he has tried various various other ways of expressing himself, and I think that it comes out most easily for him in music. That's what this track is, an explanation for why Walt does what he does, what he's trying to accomplish. It was a way of talking about making a sort of abstract things and find and sort of discovery and like the mystery of, of the process and discovering different things as you're working on something and communicating with the, with, with the paint. And I don't know, there's just, it was just a, a way of talking about what I try to do. You know, it was just an angle for me to talk about what I, what I'm trying to do and what I love doing. Moving to the next stanza, we see these greater thoughts come out, expanding beyond art creation to something all-encompassing, something spiritual. And I'm still trying to find my way To that sacred and hallowed hall Where light comes in and light divides And I align the circular time once and for and as our thoughts soar and expand, Walt brings us back to the moment, to the present, to the humble humanity of creating art and sharing it with those you love. In this case, a painting given to him by his cousin. My cousin gives her pictures to me. She paints from her life so, so delicately. Pink house by the raging sea, the water white and whispery, the broken glass by the fallen tree cuts the whole world in three. And among those bounding baby blues, I recognize the people I choose. And for a moment in those tender hues, I'm reminded of a language I oh so long ago forgot how to use. What follows is perhaps the most memorable line on the entire album. It's just basically five lines which are kind of defined the 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 question every artist just the basic questions every artist are thinking about. That whole stretch about how he wants to achieve the perfect thing, you know, or like or wants to at least try to. What does this all mean? You know, what, 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 has it meant anything to have been here? And, and what does, what does life in, in, in art and in, in eternity mean to me, you know, and how, like, he asks all those questions and he's just like, that's, I'm, I'm, I don't know, but I'm just trying to figure that out. And, and, and chasing songs is, is, is how I'm trying to figure that out. I feel like that's a good thing to uh, remember to listen to for anyone but really like any artist at, at, at those points when it feels like a little hopeless or a little you know full of despair and you don't you don't know why you're doing what you're doing and you know i was listening to that and it just made me feel good <laughs> it made me feel like someone's really like okay it's it's obvious that 
it's not a, a, a unique feeling to feel that way. Well, I'm trying to write the perfect song. No, it's not this one, it's another one I've been writing for so long. Where I explain so perfectly what it's like to be and what is so frightening and what my life really means and how I find meaning and what I see and what I understand about eternity and the way I want my children to remember me and I want to say it all so eloquently and make all the rhymes nice and tight it's a lot of work man but it's coming along Uh, I guess I've never put it down so clearly before. I just wanted to talk about sort of what, what it, like, I don't know, I just watched this David Lynch documentary called The Art Life. Uh, and it's, it's a lot about that. It's like, that's, he's really talking about that a lot. It's a great documentary, actually, uh, and about why he's doing it and what motivates him and how he started doing it and... And it's just, and it's just about his life as an artist, and 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 you know, thinking of ideas and making them, and some work out and some don't. And it's just, a, it's just an ongoing, lifelong thing. And I think in that song, um, the song, the song that never ends. He wants to be sure that he keeps on, which is a lifelong pursuit, working on the perfect song, so that he will be fully understood. He will fully understand his place in the world. His kids will remember him in a however he wants them to remember him. And, um, you know, I, I mean, I know from the 78-year-old point of view that I am that that is a friggin' work in process for the rest of your life, but it's also an interesting process. And I think each of these songs really um, talks about some aspect of that, you know, his growing emotional life and his you know growing articulation of his feelings the feeling of never being done is really nice you know it's nice to it's nice to know that there's always gonna the song will never be perfect and there's always going to be a new challenge as soon as you finish something that you really really love and believe in suddenly it's like okay now I, it's it's really something that's very hard and and it can be discouraging to try to figure out what you want to do next. But you know it's really it's a it's a it's a it's it's a great thing you know. And so I, I guess I just wanted to talk about that a bit. Walt's eagerness to continue working on the song is nothing short of a complete appreciation for the process, warts and all. As we see in the next stanza, the imperfections present in songwriting and life are just another puzzle to solve, another challenge to overcome, a purpose. Then I will be fully known. Lonely won't be so damn alone. But in my unquiet mind, I can't find no straight lines, just more and more and more imperfect designs. You know, I mean, that last song, I, f I think, gets at something that I think about all the time, which is that we're all, you know, no matter how much stuff we all make, it never really quite gets at the thing that we're trying to to make things about. Even, it, you know, in the face of, you know, self-doubt and, and artistic anxiety, which, you know, is every, every artist suffers from, he writes songs about that, that 
that confusion and, and, and he writes songs about that self-doubt. This album is not about getting rid of doubts or fears or anxieties or bad memories. It's not about minimizing them and it's certainly not about dwelling on them. It's about simply recognizing them. Seeing the error in a Persian rug, placed there by design, and understanding that it's part of what makes that rug complete. As we move into the final stanza of the entire album, we see Walt exactly where he dreamed he would be. In a studio, making art in the natural light of the morning sun. A new cycle beginning, bringing with it many more wonders to find. So the song is never done The tune wants an answer but I don't got one But the light coming into my studio from the morning sun Fills the room and a new day has begun The bear is a lifetime, complete with every nuance you'd expect. While these specific songs might be done in the sense that they are recorded and released, their journey is just beginning. The next stage is how they live on with us, the listeners, how they're interpreted, how they impact us. You know, The Bear is a really specific album. I mean, it's it's incredibly personal and, and specific to Walter, but but like I said, it's so generous. I mean, I really felt like it was a gift to listen to. And, and so in that way, somehow I think he managed to um, deliver something really, really intimate. And I would venture to say that he was writing it for himself, but it ended up being for all of us. I think that the music and art and poetry and music without words, it really, what it does, what it really does is it's not us artists telling you something. We're giving you something you already have and we're opening it up inside of you. And there's so much compassion that he has for himself in looking back in his life and looking at where he is now and where he's headed. And and because of that compassion, I feel like it's ours to share, if that makes sense. You just feel the peaks and valleys of the thing that, that feel like both the progression of time and the way we experience life, right? Especially coming from a guy who's been, who's who's tasted it, you know, like, you know, the 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 roller coaster you know uh ride every every part of the, the of, of 
what it's like to to be an artist and a musician. And you know, and he's writing these songs like 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 with with equal reflection, but also like conviction that I'm I'm it is worth it. <laughs> like every one of these songs, there's it's worth something. It's it it gets me somewhere. It solves something. It and it does that for other people too. And I I listen to his music, and I'm always I'm always like. I'm always inspired to go right, go 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 sit down and get to work. To me, it, it weirdly, yeah, it definitely feels like a summation to me. It feels like the kind of album that I always wanted to make. Um, that's sort of quiet and calm and personal, and has a lot of personal stories. It says a lot of what I really have been wanting to say for a long time, or or or, or captures feelings I've wanted, been wanting to get down for a long time. Um, and that for one some reason or another, it took took me, you know, many many years to figure out how to do that. I started this podcast almost exactly a year and a half ago, soon after I heard the album's first single. At the time, it felt like I was on the edge of just about every precipice imaginable. I was right in the middle of the moments that Walt reflects on. For me, this album was a guide, not for how I should live my life, but how I should appreciate it. Every up and every down. You've felt those tides just by listening to this podcast. It took a year for the first episode to come out because I was finishing school and planning a wedding. I remember sitting at my computer not knowing how I was going to piece all this together. I remember the feeling of relief after my first couple of interviews, and it all clicked into place. You've heard the change in audio as my recording space changed, as I bought my first home. You've heard me painting that home. You've heard me doing my best impression of an attentive host as I record late at night after 36 straight hours of working on podcasts, literal blisters on my fingers from editing audio. You've waited for delayed episodes because my cat got sick, or I got sick, or I got to go to Comic-Con, or quite frankly, I just wanted to take a break, slow down a little to spend some time with my wife. This podcast has captured all of that, all inspired by some guy singing songs to himself in an old one-room schoolhouse. A season of life, made complete by the bear. I would like to extend a huge thank you to Walter Martin. This podcast would not have been possible without him. He didn't have to respond to a cold email with an ambitious pitch, but I'm really glad that he did. Thank you for trusting me with your art. I'd also like to thank all of the guests we've had on the show. Matt Berninger, Peter Bauer, Emil Masseri, Kat Edmondson, Eric D. Johnson, Hollis Heikemer, Harrison Whitford, and of course, Judy Martin, Walt's mom. I'd also like to thank Sean O'Brien and Josh Kaufman, who you didn't get to hear from due to logistics, but have been key players in Walt's music. A lot of these guests are musicians, and you can hear their music on the official The Song Is Never Done playlist linked in the show notes. As for me, I'm taking a bit of a break. 
During development of this podcast, I got hired as a podcast producer, meaning my days have been nearly 100% podcasting since March. I'm going to take a beat, let podcasting just be work for a bit, but I promise I will be back with something entirely different. Probably something really weird. I want to get weird with it. The best way to stay up to date on whatever is next is to follow Newton's Dark Room on Instagram or sign up for my Patreon at patreon.com slash Newton's Dark Room. The Song Is Never Done is a production of Newton's Dark Room. It was written, recorded, and edited by yours truly, Talon Stradley. The cover art was created by your brother and mine, Trent Stradley. All the music you heard is by Walter Martin. You can purchase The Bear and all his other albums at waltermartinmusic.com. Might I suggest The Bear? Seriously, if you still haven't listened to this album, I cannot recommend it enough. It's one of my all-time favorite records, and I could literally talk about it for hours. All that and more at waltermartinmusic.com. Thank you to all my supporters on Patreon, Fuzzy Delp, Sunny, and Mac Ito. If you want your name in the credits, plus buttons, special transcripts, and more, support Newton's Dark Room on Patreon. For all my podcasts and everything else, you can visit newtonsdarkroom.com. Thanks for joining me. I'll see you when I see you.